Hey guys, I'm Adam Rapport, and you are listening to the Bon Appetit Foodcast. Uh, this week, my good pal Gabe T returns alongside Carla Lolly Music, and we are talking about vegetables because, um, you know, both Gabe and I were trying to eat a little bit healthier these days, you know, a little bit more veg, a little less carbs. But not cutting out meat because it's still grilling season and we'll be growing up meat. But we'll now have like, you know, maybe like one grilled meat thing and like three or four veg sides. That's what we're going for this summer. Uh, and on this podcast, we talk about all the techniques, recipes, all that and more. All right, let's do this. Gabe T, welcome back to the pod. So happy to be here. Been counting the days. Sam. Carla. Hi. As always, welcome back to the pod. Thank you so much. We're talking like sort of, you know, we're trying to live a more veg-forward life. Can I say that? I mean, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's and on trend. It's it, been a while it since is. it was on trend. And I'm, can I, can it I was, give- It was on trend. Can I give a bit of backstory for Gabe and me? Sure. Okay. So as men in their 40s are wont to do, yeah. Gabe and I see a trainer. Right, 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 right. The same, same, the same trainer. The same trainer. But not at the same time. It, Adam did it by choice, um, and then set me up with his trainer. Is that something that people do? Uh huh. Like, the guy like cold called me and said, "Adam thought you might want to talk to me," and I was like, "Oh, did he?" Amazing. It's like a real message, right? <laughs> it was a message. I thought Gabe could be living a healthier life, but I also thought Gabe, you would probably like Damien. Damien's a good guy. Damien likes to talk. You like to talk. Yeah. I like to talk. Yeah, we're bros. Yeah, and like the only reason I think Gabe and I keep seeing Damien, because the working out part is not fun, but Damien's a good talker, and like, right. like, oh, I can actually hang out with this guy for an hour. Yeah, it's cool. He he's sure. a, he, he brings up topics of discussion. Sure. He asks questions. So he, when you get to hang out with who you pay, yep. who like makes you do stuff. Yeah, he introduced <laughs> me to exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but one thing that Damien always tells us, both Gabe and me, is that it's not enough to just do exercise. Not in your 40s, it isn't. No, no. <laughs> All of us are in our 40s. It's like you also have to like mind your diet. Right. And so apparently, for a long time, Gabe was not the best at minding his diet, but he's recently told both Damien and me that he's now cooking, leading a more healthy-ish home cooking I mean, life. we're trying, man. I'm a busy guy, you know? You my, are very my, busy. My wife's busy. We lead, yeah. a, we lead a very busy life. I, you also seem to me to be someone who does indeed mind your diet. Yeah, I mean- You, I, like, I, give I, it a lot of mind. Yeah, it's- He eats really well. The question is- <laughs> My voice is basically the sexiest thing about me at, at age 47, for all you out there in listener land. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we spend a lot of time. We, we, we spend a lot of time coming and going. We're on the road a lot. So when we're cooking, we want to be mindful of what we're cooking. We want to have, we want to be in the practice, right? It's, it's like anything, being in the practice. Mm. I mean, I've heard about the practice. Is that like a yoga phrase? Yeah, I think it's okay. like people that practice yoga. You, know, you have to practice. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think everything is practice. You do it, do it on the reg. Yeah, do it on the reg. So we, we, my wife and I are, you know, making a concerted effort to try and mind what we're, what we're not only what we're purchasing, mm-hmm. what we're and what we're preparing, and trying to get get sort of a plan together because the weeks get fast and furious, and you want to have a little bit of a plan together and maybe some stuff that you can go to in a in a hurry that are going to be healthy and good for you and and nourishing and satisfying. Totally, See, right? I guess that's my question and delicious, Carla, because I think you are a more regular home cook than both Gabe and me, and. 
I guess the challenge is like we know we, we you can make something delicious on a Saturday when you have all day to cook. Project cooking, we covered how, that. Yeah. How do you do the Tuesday, Wednesday night sort of cooking with like how do you, Carla, incorporate fresh ingredients, vegetables, produce and whatnot into your sort of weeknight repertoire so you you guys are eating sort of pretty healthyishly. So I'm going to leave my children out of it because yeah. they complicate everything. One of them is vegetarian, then wasn't, now he is again. Um, Goddamn kids. I, I can say that because I'm a dad. I know. Yeah. Were they ever on like the whole white food thing where they would only eat white stuff? Ca- the little one, yeah. All right. One of the things that has become a practice of my, maybe the last five years, but 10 years ago I didn't do this at all, is... Actually, and I think you could pull this off because it's just the two of you being dinks over there, and you live in a neighborhood. Dinks. I just dinks. learned this. Dual income, no kids. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So you are super busy. You have a busy career. Wife's working. Everybody's coming and going. Yeah. I actually really believe in not doing too much planning ahead okay. in this stage of life. Yeah. And instead, because you live within walking distance to some purveyors who I think have what you're looking for, you can stop in and go to the butcher. Where do you get your produce in your neighborhood? I mean, we still have sort of one of those like city acres or one of those sort of, it's sort of a supermarket, but it's trying to disguise itself as not a supermarket. You know Yeah, I I think you have to keep things around when it comes to vegetables. It's pretty convenient because they don't take a super long time to cook and eat what you feel like and then minimize the amount of like proteins. I'm never super... Stoked about the sourcing, you know, which does which does matter to me. In, in terms of meats, we have a great butcher that's right, near my right house. Right across the street, yeah. Um, but in terms of veg, I think like in the summer times, if you have access to a farmer's market, not everybody does. But if but when when the veg starts flowing in the yep. summertime, it's great to go there and kind of load up. You yeah. know, or if you want to get super, I just believe like, a little bit less in like the Sunday prep for the week than I used to. I actually think that that can set people up for like having a lot of project cookery going on that doesn't really pay off in the moment because you're making big batches of things that then don't really is keep. for Tuesday, is for Thursday, is for my lunch on this other day. Yep. I don't know. After I've been cooking, if I don't eat then, I just that that like looking at leftovers is never as as exciting as having something fresh. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so I, I agree with you, Carla. I just in terms of shopping, I feel like sometimes I'll buy a big batch of something, but then like, oh darn, I have something came up tonight, and I'm going out, and then yeah. tomorrow night we have plans, and then Friday, and then all of a sudden you that's been sitting in your fridge. Right. I and I've written about this before. I love to buy a nice piece of protein, Gabe. Whether I split a pork chop or split a split a steak, not mm-hmm. one for each of us, so it, you sort of cut down on the amount of protein, but then sort of double up on the veg. Right. I love. Can we just talk about? I love uh, Josh McFadden's book, uh, Six Seasons, for all you listeners out there. That's a great looking book. I think this is a book. So if you haven't, Josh is the chef. Uh, at Ava Jeans and stuff in Portland, Oregon, also owns Tusk. Um, it just makes me want to go to the market, buy mm-hmm. vegetables, and cook them. And it makes it, me want to buy books. Yeah, it's a beautiful <laughs> book. But it's also like, it, and you don't have to do it the, and what I like about this book is not the exact, you don't have to follow every recipe to a T, but it's inspiration on the cover. That's my favorite salad. He has a celery salad, which I love to do a version of this. Celery is great. You can get it anywhere, anytime. Cut it on the bias into little slivers. A lot of time, I'll throw in some chopped up like marcana almonds or toasted almonds. I'll take some yellow raisins, which is weird because I normally don't like raisins. And when I'm making the vinaigrette, I'll soak them like in rice wine vinegar, make a vinaigrette, throw in some flat leaf parsley, maybe some shaved Parmesan, toss that together, 
boom. That's your salad. You serve Cut with a steak all. or pork chop or whatever. Some people hate celery. Uh, that's crazy. I know. Wife, Some people. Really strong reaction. Extreme. Same. Okay, I, have a, I have a good friend who just, you can't even mention the word. It's like their cilantro. They can't take it. Well, you're just it, like, all right. Well, let me, like get, let, let me throw you another, let, let me throw you another option, which I did last summer, which I've seen in restaurants and like a lot, you take a lot of ideas from restaurants. Snap peas, mm-hmm. you know, like those nice little plump crisp peas. You just peel the little thread off, slice those up mm-hmm. on the bias. And then I- Do so they I, have a bias? You well, you slice them on, on the, the angle. angle. Yeah, on the angle. And so, or you can do them lengthwise, mm-hmm. fully lengthwise. And then I toss that with some flat leaf parsley, some nicely thinly shaved radishes, mm-hmm. and some chopped nuts, whatever I have around, and a nice sort of lemon vinaigrette. And that is it's so crisp and crunchy. Mm. And you can have that with a nice pasta or, again, grilled whatever. You know, it's or just like, like a little soft burrata if you wanted to. Oh, have like yeah, a little, yeah. A little well, situation. Exactly. We, I, I, mean, just, I know that's not healthy, but it could be delicious. It's I, not not healthy. This is the thing, too. Like you mentioned sort of having less protein and more of other stuff. I don't actually believe that protein is bad for you. I think that what, no, what most people don't get. An, and I know you weren't saying that, but like yeah. having a smaller portion of maybe if you're trying to eat less meat, it's about having a little less of that so that you can create an opportunity to have more of the other stuff. So yeah. having more sides, like treating a meal instead of, yeah, your meat plus two as like a meat plus five. Yeah. So you have like all these different kinds of things to get into. And those dishes that you described are not hard. They don't require like even turning on the stove. You're getting like a ton of fresh produce and there's fat and nuts and like all that good yep. stuff. And so you are you do get satisfied. Like the mistake people make is switching over to food that then doesn't sustain them or satiate them at all. It seems to me that a meat plus five is kind of on trend with where restaurants want to be right now. Totally. Yep. Um, but, but that, is that what that whole all-day cafe thing is about? <laughs> I keep reading about. I have never been to an all-day cafe. I think they started in Australia. Um, but they're very like it's bright and airy, yep. and there's plants in there, and yep. they serve you vegetables. Yeah, but and it's like good. But you're not doing that on a, on a Tuesday night. You're not having meat plus five. You know, there's no. But I things. might be having like a lot of veggie things when I get home, yeah. and just like pull a bunch of that stuff out. Do you get sure. your snap peas? Have a little dip going. But also, I think what Gabe, what you already incorporate in your cooking, while like your project cookery on the weekend yeah. is like. So I'm looking at this celery peanut apple salad um, that. McFadden does also doing like dressings that's really bright and acidic, maybe a little heat in there, and all purpose and all purpose. But it mm-hmm. also it just it satisfies your taste buds in a way that just a simple like steamed broccoli with some olive oil and salt does not. You or know, like a shallot vinaigrette doesn't necessarily get you going. You know, there's something formulaic in a good way about about Josh's salads in the crunchy and the juicy. There's something always acidic. There's always usually a nut. Spice also yeah. can be like very satisfying, you know, it like does a different thing to your palate. Yeah. Well, I think to Adam's point, it's like, uh, you know, a, a great salad dressing can really bring a pile of veg alive in a way that can be, you know, de- delightful. So it, it, not everybody has that in their repertoire. And I'm not even saying that I do, although I use th- those kind of some sauces and, and dressings for meats and veg at the same, like at the right. same damn time, Adam. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but we, I could use some more. I could use some more ideas. You got me? Uh, well, what about, all right. Well, yeah, we, we got veg, but I also am one of those guys I need to get, I need to get full. Mm-hmm. You're correct me if I'm wrong. You're a big. You like beans. Love a bean. I think that's a nice thing to have. I love when I have like some beans in the fridge. Like, ooh, I can just warm those up. I just bought some nice salad fixings and a piece of protein, so and so. Yeah, man. 
I love to have that thing that you can go to that's sort of already pre that you might have made on a Sunday. Totally. Beans, beans are having a moment, right? For real. They really are. Yeah. But on the weekend, I might do a big batch of beans or I might not. But during the week, that's like I fully believe in the, the, the power of the Goya. Yeah. Oh, the oh, oh the canned bean. You're good. You're oh, in. like a no canned worries. chickpea. Yeah. Is just a, such a great like dinner option. So it's the same thing. But if you haven't made your own batch of chickpeas, you can get a can of beans out, drain them, rinse them, and then just give them 15 minutes in some delicious olive oil, some shallot, something spicy, a lemon peel, Done. pepper, chili flake. I would right. do the, I would do the goya black beans if I'm ever doing like fish taco night or yeah. whatever i'll just saute a little onion and garlic in a pan then throw the beans in there maybe a little beer or something hmm. i think you know making beans by the way it's not you know going with the the dry bean soaking them overnight yeah. and then going slow and low with them till you have that kind of al dente outside with the creamy inside if you have the right bean like a a nice white bean or totally. some kind of like gigante bean or some kind of something <laughs> if you have that if you can get that that's incredible. And you can all purpose those. You can use those. And it's very easy to do. I messed it up a whole bunch of times where I was like, I'm going to get this. Yeah. And uh, when I did, it it was like my wife and I were stoked. We, you know, we ate them for a week. That was something that you can do and kind of repurpose. You can throw them in kind of a, you can throw them with a protein. You can kind of throw them with some veg. And you Carla. can season them up real nice, and that can be something that you can that totally. you can eat. And I think it's healthy. Fully, we like we both love. I got this from Carla. Her beans and greens pasta, mm. where sometimes I will take a whole head of kale, strip it. That means taking the stems out. Mm-hmm. Uh, sauteed oil, garlic, and then I, I like to buy some like cans of white beans. Sometimes like the imported like cannellini beans or whatever. It's mm. nice. Pour that in there, warm it all up. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. you got a little pasta going, and then toss that all together. Can we take out the pasta? Well, there's, here's what I'm here's what I'm trying to do. I can't believe I said I know, that. I know, <laughs> so I know. I can't crazy. I can't say that either. But I'm trying to I'm trying to get to a point, and we've written about this in the magazine, where I have more toppings, less pasta itself. You know what right. I mean? Like I could eat my I could eat eight ounces of pasta myself. I know, I know I'm not so supposed like to. Same. This is so unItalian, right? This this concept. But we, it but, is in a way the condimenti. Like yes, you, that you're not drowning the pasta in sauce. But I understand. I fully understand what you're saying. Like I like to go more greens and beans, less yeah. pasta. See, my thing is like I still want to have the eight ounces of the pasta, but I'll just eat an entire head of kale. So I feel like that's eh, more. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Oh, you're just saying <laughs> you had more nutritious. Yeah, twice the calories with all, all the nutrition. Yeah, kind of. Like if I'm gonna eat that much pasta i should also get like the you know three days worth of my rda vegetables gabe what have you cooked at home lately that has sort of fulfilled your healthiest goals uh did a pot of beans uh, you know i mean basically when we're trying to like make diet food you know we'll we'll make some but that's just so depressing when you think of it that it way is so right depressing but you can make some chicken breasts taste really good with just some olive oil and some lemon and some you know some herbs and some garlic you know you, like you, a pounded you know to, like a pounded thin yeah pay, you, could, pay you, art could do, style. you could do it pay art style you can do you can yeah you definitely want to at least butterfly them if you don't if you don't pound them out but or, you can you can do them i mean you can do them in, and a, you're in a pan and like a cast iron skillet yeah i should probably do yeah. it in the oven i mean i guess there's methods to do it in the oven but like just no, baking lame. a boneless just, skinless chicken breast is so depressing can but, i ask when you say the you know in this practice of eating more healthfully like yeah. what what's what's around that like are you talking about a chicken breast with no skin on it yeah, are we trying I mean, to reduce fat and sugar and or is it like a total and portions reboot? And, and portions and also having the, and also having a lot more veg and adding things 
Gabe like, just Gabe just took his glasses off dramatically and adding <laughs> <laughs> and adding more, you know, sweet like adding like a sweet potato in there instead of any kind, uh, you know, which I guess is a starch, but I think it's a, a little bit more helpful. Can, can we can we talk about that? Because Carla, you're a big sweet potato Love person. Sweet potato. Simone made them the other night, and I gotta admit, I'm like. This is pretty good. Sweet. I like the purple ones. They're, they're so with the, good. With the white, they're very starchy. The white they're so good. Inside. So yeah. talk to us about sweet potatoes, pros and cons. And um, I think the reason that sweet potatoes got on the list of the healthy potato that you get to eat is because they have added value, right? So the, they have, because they're orange, they have all the beta carotene. They're higher in fiber. They have the kind of low glycemic sugar so that you don't get that white potato like spike in your sugar it's more of like a steady burn and then i think also because they're sweet to american palates yeah, and they're, like they're high in riboflavin yeah so it's like not hard to convince ch- small children and people who don't really like healthy food to eat yeah. a sweet potato because they're they they're sweet so we just roasted them whole split them open a little olive oil salt Great. Do you do anything else to them? I mean, I like a lot of butter and pepper, but <laughs> I was gonna. Okay, and I was okay. Some, I yeah. was. I I'm was trying to be healthy. No, but when I fly, I have them steamed. So have you heard I, about this, Gabe? This is what I eat when I'm on the plane: sweet potato, steamed sweet potatoes, um, charred kale with like no garlic but, or wait, onion. But when you say steam, that means you cut them up and you steamed them like in a steamer, or what do you? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I might steam but not them whole. whole. Okay, so you sometimes might. I do. It depends how big they are and how much time I have. What are you steaming them in? A steamer. Oh, like over a pot of water, you mean? Well, you bamboo? Would you do? I don't <laughs> know. I don't know if you have like a bamboo steamer or I mean, something. I it's kind of crazy, the whole steaming of ste- sweet potato. Yeah, like, how I've long never... could that take? Well, can't it you just- It takes like 20 minutes. Can you, can you roast like, it if you wanted to roast it? Could you boil it? Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Come on, Gabe. Sure. You can no, boil a sweet potato. But I would. I'd prefer to steam it. Okay. You steam it and then you cut it up with the kale? I don't understand. Okay. There's two different processes. So usually I steam the sweet potato in either a steamer, which is just a steamer basket set into a few inches of simmering water. Put the sweet potatoes in there. If they're really big, I might cut them into like thirds crosswise. Mm-hmm. I also like to season them if I'm doing that because the flesh is exposed, so you might as well just season it. Oh, do you ever do that thing? Sorry. I hate to interrupt, but I always do. Where you <laughs> where you season the steaming yeah, water with a little total, vinegar and stuff? No, no it's true. I just it think does. it's bullshit. That's not built. It's totally, it totally infuses what Sorry, it is. Sorry, world. Did you, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did you ever, when you were young, play with the steamer basket like yes. it was like a um, like yes. it was kind of a spaceship? Totally. Do you remember the first Star Trek movie where they went to see V'ger? No. And V'ger was like basically a steamer basket. <laughs> no, because I've I've never it's seen. It's so Wars badass. Movie. You should see the first Star. No, sorry, Star, Star Trek. Trek. And they would say V'ger. With Shatner? <laughs> Shatner was in it. It was incredible. And it was like basically a steamer basket was the was the. That's really en- funny. The I have, a, I have a picture of my younger son sitting in the kitchen with um, a colander just like mm. <laughs> straight up over his head. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> like through the helmet. You can put some antenna on that with just some like Reynolds wrap. Okay, so Sorry, back, did we back get to the topic? sweet potatoes. So you steam them, then what do you do? I steam them, then I pull the peel off, which just like slips right off. I mm-hmm. like to steam them in the peel because there's always like they the you know a lot of nutrition I feel like the in the peel. Is peel. The best part. I know the peel is very nutritious, and then I put them into a quart container with olive oil and some salt and some lemon, and then separately in my cast iron skillet, I do my patented dry char 
method. Ooh. Have we never talked no. about this? So then you take kale, strip it off the stem and the rib, mm-hmm. right? You know, yep. that's yeah. the rib when yep. it's in the middle. It's the mm. stem down below. Um, and then give that a rinse with some, a little bit of water still clinging. Heat up a cast iron pan, very hot. Don't put anything in it. Don't no put oil. Any, no garlic. Nothing. Nothing. Wow. Throw the kale in there. Sizzle does all this like sizzling Poppin', and gets so excited, blistering. And yeah, and it and it does char like a on a grill. I the first time I did it, it was I was trying to replicate that like charred kale, nice grilled flavor. Yeah. So you just like let it go. It gets kind of smoky. It sort of flattens out and hangs out. The little bit of steam on the leaves is helping it cook. You know, cook. And then when it's to my liking, I put a little salt on it. And then I turn off the heat and I drizzle in like a third of the amount of oil that I would have used if I was doing a saute. But it's like the leaves are already wilted and super tender and bright green, but they have the char and a little smoke. Mm. Put a little olive oil on that, stirry, stirry. Then that goes in the quart container like stacked, right? So you have your sweet potatoes, you've got your charred kale. And And so everything is still kind of warm at this point. It's pretty warm. Yeah. It's like a vegetable parfait. I was going to say it's like a veg parfait. Nice. Should have put it in a mason jar, and then I could sell it at the All Day Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> and then the top layer is going to be. You can get like that in the that in the flat white for like nine dollars. Like ninety dollars. Yeah. Um, flat white. And then on the top, I like some toasted, chopped up nuts because they have fat. Maybe some yogurt. Maybe a drizzle of like tahini and olive oil. I love more tahini. lemon. Tons of um, herbs. Maybe. Yeah, we need more tahini. And that is like the, it's sustaining, it's so easy on your belly, it's filling because like sweet potatoes just filling and you just feel like, I don't need anything else. So yeah. you I'm eat good. that as your meal on the plane? Always. Do you ask for a fork or do you bring a plastic fork with you? You need to remember to pick up a fork when you go to the oh. Starbucan and you yeah. get your tea. Okay. I think it would be badass if you whipped out like a pair of bespoke chopsticks and hit it like that. That's like a bento, like a, style. Ben, like a bento box. If you packed it in like a bento box situation, you would be really stunning. That would be hot. Um, what if I, I had like, like sp- one of those spoon, those, what do they call them? Spork. Spork. Sporks. Sporks. Yeah. yeah. Again, killer. <laughs> I like the sweet potato recipe that you guys um, uh, ran in a Thanksgiving issue, maybe this past year or two years ago, which was twice cooked mm-hmm. uh, sweet potato. You cook it, you get it all nice and creamy and roasty, then you shred it up, kind of, buy, you let it cool a little bit, and then by hand, yeah. in like very irregular sized pieces. I oh, love irregular so, sized pieces. That is such a delicious recipe and then what you're talking the, about. And then on top, it was a, it was like a yogurt sauce with a little bit of lime zest yeah. and I, maybe some chili. Yes. And it was Incredible and really and I beautiful. Have that all the time. I want to have that all the did time. Did you make that for Thanksgiving? Or? I did. It was. It was. It was. It presented beautiful on the plate. And by the way, I think that's something that you can. Even though it was in the Thanksgiving issue, I yeah. think you can have that any old time. I, I think that would be good agree. for. The, I think that would be good for the summer. Yeah. And what I want to also talk. Wait, about Wait, wait. Can I? Can I interrupt? Yeah. This again. Ju- this just in. This just in. The title of that recipe on our healthiest website is roasted sweet potatoes with chili, yogurt, and mint. Mm. Badass. Very good. And what I want to do this summer for that is I want to do some live fire cooking with the with the sweet potatoes yeah. and I want to toss those suckers in the fire. Yeah. I want to get in my, the embers. I, I want to get my Francis Malman on. I want to throw potatoes into fire. <laughs> Have you <laughs> I, want, I want to throw all of this veg into fire. I want to throw those sweet potatoes 
or any old potato with their skins on their skins on all the way in into then. the embers yeah. and let the and let it get so smoky yeah. and charry mm. on yeah. the outside and the inside is creamy yeah. mm. and I just want to mash them up and drizzle a little bit of that yogurt that that limey that yogurt. cooling yogurt sauce and and with a little bit of chili and I I think it's going to be really good I agree have either of you been to the Dabney in Washington D.C. never uh, so Jeremiah Langhorn chef just won James Beard Foundation Award for best chef Mid Atlantic to say congrats uh and most of what they do down there is live fire cooking i don't i think they have no gas i mean in the i've restaurant. been at events where they're there yes and it's awesome um and what he does gabe which is really cool and he, he does this year round depending on what season it is but he's got the embers going and he has these little like um they're kind of like i guess like a grill basket or almost like a deep fry basket and he'll put a bunch of little veggies in there when i was there there was like turnips and maybe some carrots and other things and he sort of nestles them into the embers so it's easy to pick up and take out. Right. Um, but I, what I thought was really interesting that Jeremiah does there is that he he likes to do them kind of al dente, mm-hmm. like not so they're all the way soft and cooked through, so they still have some bite to them, mm-hmm. but they get that really nice charred flavor, and then he'll toss them into a sort of a salad. Like he'll bring some nice bright vinaigrette and some other maybe non-charred vegetables, and which I think we talk about a lot, which is nice. When you, when you Yeah, when you mix, you have something fresh, something charred, um, you know, so you get like the bright and the crisp and the smoky all sort of going together. It's one of our other favorite recipes, the charred and raw sugar snap peas from Roberta's, Man, which that's... has the spicy buttermilk dressing Yeah, that has just like a little bit of chili, a little creamy cooling, and then the two kinds of Well, do you want to talk about peas. this one that's right in front of me? Yeah, here? I do. Because so wait, I brought- Wait, can I just- oh, I feel like I'm always interrupting. You are. But I just want to <laughs> I, I just want to second that, like that those snap peas, and this is something I, I know we talked about the chiffonaded version of those before, uh, which Andrew Knowlton- Turned us on to, oh, here we go. Thank you, Emma. Charred sugar snap peas with buttermilk aioli. Isn't that just what huh. she said? I was close. I know, but no, she, it's she nice to short. have the real, the actual recipe name because so so people... you, you, you can find it. Oh, okay. Because um, even I have trouble finding the things I'm looking for sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Knowlton <laughs> turned us on like that taken snap peas, and once you take those little threads out, and I would just throw those on a grill basket over a, just ripping hot fire as your fire still, if you're doing charcoal grilling, where the fire is too hot to maybe put a ribeye on because you want it, but just, the, the peas get nice and charred. Then I'll just take some fresh lime juice, douse it with lime juice, some chili flakes, some sea salt, and you eat those just as an appetizer during cocktail hour, or you can just wait and just serve them with your meal. Do you I'm- think that we should um, fire that up for a grill night? Oh, I think we should. We're, yeah, we're having grill night next week. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Am I invited? Yeah. No. Yeah. Totally. Totally. We'll get. We'll we'll, we'll email you. Build is like a dude's thing, but we'll we'll, we'll slack you. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So you guys Um, are still doing that like binary kind of cooking. No, but okay. All right. Can we? I'm sorry. Simone's out of town. She's on a girl's trip. Oh, okay. And so normally, if I invited Gabe and my brother over for dinner, Simone would be like, "Those those guys are so loud loud. and so annoying, and get them out of my house by eight o'clock." So I didn't know she felt that way. Actually, that's good to know. She doesn't find you annoying. She just finds when all of us are together, she finds us annoying. I was actually going to say something complimentary about her during this podcast. (laughs) You could go ahead. Well, I can't imagine she's. Well, it was it was going to be about how. Um, I want to say maybe five or six summers ago, she came in to barbecue situation and introduced me to the the farro salad. I, I hadn't, 
and I, I know you love one, right? You love lo- it. You I love brought one. I brought no, one no, with brought me. One. If I, if yeah, I can never get I to talk to, about the recipes, well, I, I wanted to tee. I wanted to tee you up with this. So here yes. I go. So Simone made a really, really great one, and it looked really, really easy when while she was doing it, and everybody was just going gaga over it. I think it was really simple. It probably just had some cherry. It may have been like late August, so there may have been some good cherry tomatoes around. Maybe some, maybe some cukes. Maybe some herbs. Maybe a, a lot little, of fresh herbs. A lot of maybe mint. a little bit of um, charred, cheap. charred t- cherry tomatoes. Would there often. have been feta in there? Or something? There could have been a little something, I love a, a sharp little cheese, feta. a sharp anyway, cheese. Some nuts. Anyway, it was it was great, and it wasn't something that I had had before, and I. And I just loved it. And my wife and I tried to replicate it, you know, summer after summer with right. some some varying degrees of success. But it's a great it's a great thing. Maybe potentially healthy farro. Oh, for sure. OK, so. And also you're like loading it up with all the, the all that veg. Yeah. So yeah. it's a whole grain. One? I will. Whole gra- I, that's what I bring to the beach a lot, too. I feel like the beach, if you're spending a lot of time at the beach on the weekends, I'm like not a snack shack person. Yeah. It travels really well, too. It travels really well. Yes. Gets better. Okay, so the one that I really love that I was inspired to bring today because it has all of those elements, it does have surprise raisins, though, which you made a face when he was talking about raisins. So, like, maybe let's just, we'll find something else that has a little sweetness in there. You could do, like, try cherries. But anything, again, you know, or or you're doing, you know, charred caramelized. I like to always put in... um, grilled scallions so if i'm grilling because scallions when they're grilled they get that kind of sweet creaminess and it kind of just goes back to what you're talking about with josh mcfadden like there's 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 a formula yeah something sweet something crunchy something acidic something fresh and herby something kind of freestyle i guess i'm not mad at dried fruit period that's okay it's just not something that i go towards in my cooking but if if i usually i I mean okay so what i I like about this recipe and the title of this recipe is faro with pistachios mixed herbs and golden raisins which if you don't have pistachios use a different nut like you you know mixed herbs or mixed herbs you can kind of go crazy with the tender ones but what i like about this is you make the faro and then you you slice up the pistachios and the um chilies and the raisins are kind of like very chopped up so they you don't get like, oh, that was a big raisiny bite, and now I have a really spicy bite. It's like all of those kind of get down to the same texture, almost like they're, did I say sliced? They're sliced. Yeah, yep. And with the kind of the same shape as the farro, and then you get a ton of herbs in there, a little bit of spice, and I thought this was kind of genius. There's grated ginger Ooh. in the dressing, and it just gives it a little bit of heat, but that freshness and a little zing. It's delicious. So I'm it's lo- lemon zest, lemon juice, ginger, a tiny amount of sugar, which I guess you could admit, but um, I mean, omit, but I don't have a teaspoon of sugar. It's gonna, you're not no, going to kill I'm anybody. There's no it. problem. Yeah, and then good. serrano and black chili. So, I mean, black um, pepper. Wow, that sounds great. And sounds it's, great. Again, and it's, it's like, delicious. It's, it's so flavor forward. There's that brightness, yeah. the acidity, the sweetness. And, and I then remember, all of the texture. The, like, then you go back to that and go back to Crunch that. and yeah. juiciness. And it's like tabbouleh. When you have a good tabbouleh, it's basically half herbs. This, this, this salad, like... Faro is a component in the salad. Right. It's not the component. You know what I mean? Okay. It's, when you add it all up, it's not like a carb-heavy salad. And you're tasting all of those things. Yeah, but it sort of pulls it all together. Another thing I like, especially with entertaining, and you kind of alluded to this with, you know, you're getting the grill ready and maybe you start with the sugar snap peas, is eating kind of, and it's very trendy now too, with all the, the small plates and the like, we suggest you share nine items that yeah. each cost $27. Yeah. Um, to kind of stagger the meal so you eat a little, hang out a little, talk a little, get the next dish ready, hang mm. out, eat that, 
chill, put something else on the grill, sort of getting away from this idea that you have to have everything like at once, which is a hard thing to do when you're cooking and things are ready at different times. And also if you're eating slowly and mindfully and then you're like, I'm actually like really satisfied. That was great. Or like kick off the meal with something fresh and crunchy and light and like get your palate going. Yeah. Like, yeah. A, like an ice cold beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of those. Um, Carl, you mentioned on your email when we were doing a little research. Yeah. I don't want to say research. It's a little, it's a little just batting a little, about ideas. Yeah. I just love this. Savory watermelon or other melon situations with MSG and herbs involved. I'm in. I like all of that. Can, <laughs> can, you, can, can you talk to us about that? Um, yeah, I love, so one of the things I love about savory melon, especially, or savory fruit salads using melon is that, you know, melons being in the gourd family with the other, with the other gourds and pumpkins and zucchinis hmm. and things, like they do have a, their naturally vegetal flavor. Mm-hmm. So they can go that way very easily. It's like, it's kind of like Luke, you can take him to the dark side because right. it's in his bones. <laughs> That's right. But he, you know, if you want it, if you can get if him to go If you want to take there. him sweet, yes. he'll go, yeah, yeah, full, full Yoda. Um, so it just plays really well with that sweet and, and, and then also the textures. Of, so, so give us an example. If you have good watermelon, so what are you going to make? I brought an example. Uh-huh. Well, oh, I actually wow, brought a so honeydew. Prepared. So organized. I brought, I brought a honeydew example that this recipe is by Andy Barragani. Honeydew and fennel salad with basil. And mm. basically, I'm not, you know, oh, another pistachio moment. Um, but it's sort of like half shaved fennel and half honeydew cut into nice chunky pieces. I love fennel. I do too. Yeah. My wife. Does not like fennel. What does she like? I'm Dude, trying to tell you. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to live my le- best life out here with, yeah. with celery and yeah. fennel. Yeah. And it's like. Gabe's just trying to get her to like him. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's the truth. <laughs> Anyways, how are you doing fennel salad? Um, does she, is, are you going to tell me she's one of those people who doesn't like olives? I, no, she likes olives. Okay, phew. Yeah. I like, you know what? I like, I, I like olives during cocktail hour on their own. I don't like olives typically in other dishes because I feel like they often overwhelm. I don't like an oil-cured olive. I have a hard time. Anyway, back to the salad. Yeah. Fennel. Shave fennel, crunchy, licorice So good. Not too juicy. The but best. then the melon is like super juicy. It's actually literally hydrating and sweet, but a little bit savory. Takes to salt very well. Takes to pepper very well. So this has white wine vinegar and lemon and olive oil and basil and a lot of chili flakes so you get your like spicy cooling sweet vegetal crunchy it's got it all honeydew not my favorite i know you don't think so but when was the last time you had one Mm. you probably had like it's been a hot minute right because you had it off a salad bar and it was like rock hard and tasted like nothing but good good honeydew is like actually quite good but good cantaloupe yeah so that was my other my easiest easiest idea (laughs) You could do this with watermelon, I guess. Is just um, cantaloupe with a with a lot of black pepper, a little Ooh. bit of olive oil, yeah. some salt. You have MSG in the house? No, I should, right? You should, yeah, especially MSG for good. cucumbers and and melon. Talk to us a little bit about what MSG is. Um, MSG is a basically synthesized version of a thing that's naturally occurring yeah. in foods. So, seaweed, Parmesan, mushrooms. Yeah kombu lick a stick of kombu it, like, it, it, it is it doesn't necessarily make you have an acid trip or like od <laughs> no or, or, devil, i mean i think it just got it be, a it really be, it would be a lot more expensive it, it got a bad rap yeah. yeah it got a really bad rap yeah. i wrote about my love of msg on on the uh, healthiest website actually oh dope 
I guess if it bothers you, you shouldn't have it, but that's true for everything. And I think that MSG got a bad name because people started eating tons of crappy Chinese food in the 80s and that was maybe didn't realize it, yeah. that it was like sugar and and soy sauce and cornstarch and oil yeah. that was making them feel crappy. Yeah. yeah. But but I think it's interesting on the basil, on the uh, melon note um like just thinking when you when you're at the market thinking interchangingly it's right. like oh melon is not that different than a tomato like i can make it what i'm a tomato salad i'm going to put basil and shallots and this and that in oh i could do the same with the melon you already do from the 80s watermelon and feta or the yeah. 90s or whatever right. that was okay well instead of feta maybe i'll use parmesan and then i'm going to add some fresh mint and then exactly. i'm going to take some watermelon and then i'm going to throw in some nuts because why not and, and then, then you've got you know, your your like prosciutto and melon yes. like works because it's a sweet and salty right yeah, Durr. I mean, yeah, yeah. Gabe, sorry. Right, so we're grilling next week, and I want to want to make some broccolini. Can we talk about oh, broccolini? I love, for a second? Oh my God. I love Adam loves broccolini. I love grilled broccolini. Is grilled broccolini, broccolini? Let me ask you a question about broccolini. Is this just like a marketing? Is broccolini like a marketing thing? Was this like the broccoli farmers of America <laughs> sitting around being like, let's pick the broccoli <laughs> a, a little early and call it broccolini? It's like baby all, broccoli. I am all in. I know you love it. I do too. I think broccolini's of. the best. I just don't feel like broccoli needed to have any improvement. I don't want fully mature broccoli. Why anymore not? Because I like broccolini. <laughs> broccoli, broccoli, like when you steam it, for instance, can get a little smelly in a weird broccoli sort of way. It's broccolini. Cabbage, yeah. Broccolini does. Is it not. cabbage? Broccolini yeah, sure. is fresh. All the all the cruciferouses are cabbages. Oh my! I, I just learned something. I will, throw, I will throw maybe a little bit of olive oil on the broccoli. Like what? All right, grilling night. What I everybody love to do, loves broccoli. I love to make that that far salad you just mentioned with whatever is good fresh veg wise maybe some charred scallions some nuts some raisins all that sort of stuff in there meanwhile i'm charring some broccolini getting that all sort of olive oil lemony sea salty I think that's right charred Chili. and fresh yep. and then i'm throwing my protein on there and maybe i've got a melon salad going and like that right there is a super satisfying meal without taking you into like potato land or pasta world or you know what i mean yeah. it's like Super fresh. Yeah. And I just, you know, and as long as you are sort of like in check with in terms of the amount of steak you buy, I right. think you're in a good place. So you kind of treat the broccolini like asparagus? Yeah. Okay. You mean like grilled asparagus? Yeah. Yeah. Like a little olive oil, salt, and then get it charred, but it's still yes. a little good. I want crunch. crunch. I want Our crunch. Our buddy yeah. Sam has a great method for broccoli on the grill, which is that he takes the whole. Regular broccoli. Regular broccoli. He'll take the whole big head. Sam Cast, shout out. New new book, Eat a Little Better. Yeah. Actually oh. it's a it's a great it's he really, should have been here. Yeah. He, he should have been here today. It's a great <laughs> he is here. He's with us now. It's an it's an amazing I'll just give him a quick plug. It's an amazing book. And it's really about not only eat I should actually read it more closely <laughs> It's not only about eating more healthfully yeah. and mindfully, but it's also about sustainability. Yeah. Which is his thing. Right. Gotta, he's a, he's it a should be all guy. of our things. Yeah. And 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 he he sets it up for you, I think, in a in a way that's really understandable and really easy. And he kind of divides the foods up into groups and talks about their sustainability right. and says, Hey, let's do more of this, a little bit less of this, a little bit less of this. You can kinda do this if you if you have to, but let's try and stay away from it. So it's not it's not overbearing. I think it's really well done. You know and he's what? he's he... incredibly handsome. He told <laughs> what he told me once that I thought was like, wow, this will actually energize like our entire nation. Yeah. Um, if we're not more careful with the environment, there's going to be no more chocolate. Is that in the book? 
I don't know. I didn't get to the chocolate part. <laughs> Um, but he does but this thing. That's like it could be a level of urgency that I think the the like the general population would be like, uh oh. Well, I just this read that. A problem. I, could, I, I could deal with no chocolate as long as we still have ribeyes, but that's a big problem. I just read that the Suntory yeah. company is cu- is completely going to discontinue the Hibiki Seventeen line of Japanese whiskeys, which is a real problem. <laughs> so let's just okay. we, let's get our ducks let's in a row. Back to the broccoli. So with the broccoli, he takes it and he cuts it right in half. And uh, kind of seasons up the 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 side. So you've the got whole two. Head. You've got two and lobes wax, of the brain, and wax those two lobes of the brain yeah. flat side down, yeah. right on the grill, nice. and cook some, and just cook some whole. Awesome. I don't know. It's awesome. Does yeah, he ever? Did, did he flip it or just char the one side? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then olive oil and salt uh-huh. and lemon. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. It looks great when it comes to him, and you sort of car, you sort of carve it up. And it's got probably of, varying textures, so it's going to be like really charred and soft on that cut side, yep, and, and of, then as you move all the way through, that is an amazing segue actually to one of these recipes that I brought today. Um, this <laughs> grilled cabbage wedge with buttermilk dressing, Ooh. which is kind of a, a, it's definitely a play on your basic wedge with blue cheese. That sounds good. But it's cabbage, and you char it. So that the kind on, of the on most a grill or in a skillet or either on a grill, but you could oh. totally do. I really believe. I think if you're grilling, yeah, you're not gonna have the same smoky flavor, but just get a nice hard char yeah. with the cast iron. Yep, and it does the same thing. It's like the outer edge is softened up and juicy, the way like cabbage gets sort of translucent. If you like cabbage and sweet. Or do you not like cabbage? Oh uh, yeah, I'm not crazy. About okay, that. I, th- well, I think you could no, do it well, with lettuces no, too. No, just can I just say because Gabe. Irish kid from Boston. He yeah. thinks cabbage is like this yeah. will like soggy yeah. sort of stuff. But like cabbage, like eating it this way, delicious. But if you love broccoli, you love cabbage. Yeah, yeah. I think I do love cabbage. Yeah. I think you do too. I'd but so, you like, could maligned. do this dressing with that charred cabbage with the charred broccoli. Sounds good. It'd be great. But it's so it's crunchy but charred, a little bit steamed in the middle, but more raw on the side. That's like not in direct contact with the grate, so yeah. you get all these different textures, and then. An ingredient that I see deployed a lot in these kind of like lighter, fresher, but still satisfying recipes is buttermilk. Yeah. Which is low fat, like lower fat than, you know, your sour cream or your your whole fat Greek yogurt, which is the only kind that anybody should be having. Adam's got his hand up again. Well, no, because I was doing <laughs> I was doing a podcast with Claire Saffitz yeah. from Bon Appetit last week, and I bought some buttermilk to make some sort of desserty thing or something, but it called for, or no, I was making her BA's best fried chicken sandwiches. Ah. Not healthy-ish, but delicious. Oh, oh, man. God bless them, they're so good. Yeah. But you know, you you have to buy the whole quart. I think that's right, and that I've drives got, me like, crazy. And I have 28 ounces left, so give me a good buttermilk dressing. That drives I buttermilk, me crazy. It, I love. There's always buttermilk in the fridge. So at, what's your at, go-to? At the music what's family? your go-to buttermilk dressing if you're going to make one? I would probably thin. I would probably take some Greek yogurt. Okay. Like a dollop of Greek yogurt, and then I would whisk in enough buttermilk to make it dressing-ish, mm-hmm. and then I would put a little bit of olive oil just for that like bitter mm-hmm. deliciousness. A little lemon, a lot of black pepper, some Aleppo chili flake. Yeah, man. What about any sort and of maybe, garlicky or some sort of flavor? You know what I love? And you can give me all the crap you want about it. Granulated garlic. I would totally mm. 100% put granulated garlic in exactly that. And then if I had some herbs, maybe chives, the chop gran- them the up. The granulated garlic kind of takes you to Ranchville. In a good yeah, way. In a good way. I healthy, I healthy do, it's one of the only like- Ranchville? Ranchville. Ranchville. What's up with you, man? It's like potato land. <laughs> Ranchville. <laughs> 
Pasta Town. <laughs> I should remind me. I, I got to start watching Westworld. I haven't started watching. I know me neither. Yeah, yeah, I'm behind. I love that show. It's such a good show. Oh, oh sorry. Gabe's got a call. That's not good. <laughs> it can't wow. be good. That's, That's Courtney. Classic. That's Courtney. Shout out to Courtney. All right. Um, um, you know, you can just put it on vibrate. You I know, turned it off. But, I'm sorry. You know. It's weird. This has never happened. The other buttermilk thing that just came up, not necessarily healthy. It did have vegetables in it, though. Vegetarian um, pasta that is in our June issue that Molly Boz worked on was it's like orichetti with pea. And then instead of using the pasta water in the pan sauce, she used buttermilk for a little mm. tang and a little creaminess. Wow, that. That's intense. Can you, um, and we'll wrap up in a minute, but speaking of that ranch dressing and Gabe mentioned tahini earlier, mm-hmm. and I see that you have our tahini ranch dressing recipe, sure which totally intrigues me. Yeah, we need to get into this. Can we talk the, about so that? So I brought two actually, there's a tahini ranch, check it out. Take it we, away. We need to get into this. Were you guys on some tahini uh, a couple issues ago? Yeah. We're, we're, we're big you into tahini. It's a thing. It, the it. other thing is people buy tahini, I think, because we, you know, all now everybody wants to make their own hummus at home and everybody got their tahini. I mean, I'm talking about the people who didn't already have it and know that it was like a great everyday ingredient. Yeah. And you use a couple tablespoons here and there, but same thing. You kind of have to buy a 20 four ounce jar of tahini and then you're like what am i yeah please and then what are you doing with that for the rest of your life but similarly well unlike buttermilk it's got an incredibly (laughs) long shelf life so i can't be mad at the tahini makers of america lasts forever i don't think so forever so i want to see sorry literally months so tahini ranch dressing you've got your lemon juice tahini going on there's olive oil oh some miso another see these are things Umami, baby. I, I feel like we need these. I it's feel MSG. like these need to be part of my pantry more than they are. My larder. You need, like some, you t- need miso, yeah. The hina, the miso. Then you got some maple syrup or agave nectar, onion powder, garlic powder. So I feel like we're going like agave healthy good. land back to like our mom's land of like the jarred spices and it's just sort of flavor. flavor. It is. I mean, yeah, what's, it is. you know, it's flavor. And it's not sour cream. This, this is all purpose. You can put this on anything. You can put that yeah. on. You could dip your broccolini right into it. Yeah. But, but uh, what I love about this, like you can do this for. Like uh, you know, a basic sort of wedges of a uh, romaine. You mm-hmm. can grill vegetables and drizzle it on. I, I think I we just need to, to think to more that. interchangeable. Yeah, I think I I think that um, CLM was onto something when she was talking about the grilled cabbage wedges because I also wanted to ask you guys a little bit about grilled, so just more grilled greens in general. Mm-hmm. Salad salad greens. Like what's gonna what can hold up? Well, like the chicories thing is popping right now. Um, radicchio, these type of things. For sure. Um, and I think those things hold was, up on the. I've heard you it. already. With I think Simone, these things are I know like, Simone loves the grilled radicchio. Yeah. Oh, these Too things bitter. hold up on the grill. You know right? what For does? Sure. Get it. Get a nice tight head of romaine. Split it lengthwise, a little bit of oil, and just grill it side down, flat side down, and get a beautiful char. That sounds nice. And then drizzle some some sort Bikini of like Caesar ranch. or ranch or something. You know, set green goddess dressing all over that. Ch- part of the chicories no. family? No, no, it's just lettuce. Yes, okay. but still going to be really good. Um, all the cabbages. Maybe you want to try like a savoy cabbage or a napa cabbage, which is more leafy and like light and bright, a little sweeter, and really has a high water content. Yeah. Um, I'm making like a squeezing motion with my hands yeah. when I say the water content. Yeah, good. And Swiss chard stems. Have you had the Swiss chard stems on the grill? No. Mm. And ribs? No. Oh my God, one of the great things. Stems really? and ribs? Oh, yeah. Can you pickle those? Yeah. What do you do with the leaves? You could do, you could- Saute those. Yeah, you could saute those. Yeah. Or maybe maybe you want to have like Swiss chard pasta and you don't want to have yeah. like the ribs. ribs and Don't throw those away. Save your ribs and stems. Cut them. 
um, actually for this, you would leave them whole in their like little pointy spears mm-hmm. and just do the same thing you were talking about with the broccolini, olive oil, salt, pepper, grill them, smoky, crunchy, vegetable, earthy, so good. All right, I'm not, this, sometimes it's just talk, this is not just talk. Next week at Grill Night, Gabe, yeah. we're gonna be doing all sorts of this Veg stuff. sides. Yeah. Veg sides. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. Why don't you why don't you bring a couple things? Maybe you need to make some dressings. I need more information because you know if we're gonna be <laughs> I do. I mean, we all need more information, but I need more information if I'm gonna be, you know, trying to eat, you know eat mindfully and you know have a and you know what, Damien, bringing it back for full circle, talking about Damien. He is the one that told me that I need to be on a plan and be doing and be doing cooking for the week on a Sunday. And that's over what the trainers that think because they get the, up at five in the morning and they don't come home. So like. Like they need to live that life. You don't. You don't need to do that. Oh, but I thought it made sense for my busy lifestyle because I really at, at the end of at the end of the day at the end of a of a day I come home and I'm just like shell shocked and really all I want is booze. Right. I don't want to cook. Okay, but riddle all. me this. So you're such a busy person. You're doing all this. You're burning the candle both ends. I, I nighttime, have, I, daytime. I have podcasts you're like, that I need to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean. You're like got stuff going on. Do you really? You're really telling me that you're going to take four hours on your Sunday to cook a bunch of food that's not even for right then. Well, well, uh, what I was going to say was that I didn't. I, the 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 couple of weeks that I've done it, I not only did I not like doing it, uh-huh. I became completely disinterested in the right. f- in the food that was in the fridge. That's exactly like what I th- said at the like beginning of the thing. I, I, I wasn't feeling. I wasn't feeling the plan. At all, not at all. But, but you, I haven't been able to tell Damien. But that. you could do a couple of things. You could you could make some beans for the week, something yeah. basic that you can mix and match. Maybe some grains, but otherwise buy the other stuff fresh. And always, I think, always make sure. As you said, have some miso in the house, have some tahini in the house, you have some almonds of the some sort, have like some pistachios of some sort, some normal, raisins. Everyone I know who like cooks a lot, their fridge is 75% condiments yeah. and yep. then the thing that they're making right that minute. I thought you were going to say 75% condiments, 25% LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, guys, Gabe, I'll see you at, good I'll see you at Grill Night next week. Carla, I'll see you at work tomorrow. Uh, I'll call you guys. I'll call in for that. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Thanks, Bye, guys. guys. The Bon Appetit Foodcast is produced by Carrie Polis and Christina Che and produced and edited by Emma Wartsman. Our theme music is by Nathaniel Wartsman. We have new episodes every Wednesday, and if you want to tell us about this or any other episode, email us at bonappetitfoodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.